Welcome to Whiskey with Witcher. I'm Valerie. And I'm Tim. And this is a podcast where we drink whiskey and talk about The Witcher. Spoiler alert. While each episode of our podcast directly correlates with an episode of the show, we will be discussing the series as a whole. And we'll be mentioning things from the games, books, and other pieces of Witcher IP. Although we'll do our best not to spoil any major potential plot points. You have been warned. So Valerie, it is now time for that most important question (laughs) of our little podcast. What are we drinking? Well, Tim, it's a new us and a new show. Well, still within the Witcher canon, of course, but we're doing Blood Origin. Mm -hmm. So I picked a whiskey to go along with the first episode. The whiskey I picked is North Star Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Hmm. Now, Tim, the North Star, a.k.a. Polaris, is a bright star frequently used in navigation. Will this whiskey be our guiding light through the admittedly funky timeline of the first episode? Well, that remains to be seen. If we drink enough of this whiskey, will a giant glowing ball of talking light encourage us to sacrifice everything for power? We should only hope. <laughs> well, also remains to be seen. Look, <laughs> the connections to this episode are kind of thin, I admit that. But I figured, in honor of Alvatir, the fallen and very Scottish king of Zintria, as well as a nod to the elven clan structure introduced in episode one, it was time to break out a scotch. So tonight, once again, we'll be drinking North Star Single Malt Eight-Year-Old Scotch Whiskey. Yay! Yay! Now, (laughs) this is a special bottle, Tim, Mm -hmm. because if you may recall, it's one that I picked up in the motherland, Scotland, during my trip to Edinburgh that you and your wife graciously helped me smuggle back into the country in your suitcases. (laughs) (laughs) This particular whiskey was recommended to me by a clerk in a whiskey shop. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the podcast, but for now, let's raise a glass to a new season as we discuss the first episode of Witcher Blood Origin of Ballads, Brawlers, and Bloodied Blades. Cheers! Cheers! I can tell this one's going to be smoky Mm -hmm. without even... Trying it. I know you were so sad that we haven't had a smoky scotch yet. Yeah. (laughs) I think I did good, guys. I think I picked a good one. I like it. It's, uh, it tastes like it's from one of the islands, but not from Isla. It's not that smoky. Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it later, (laughs) Sean. Stay tuned. Now, the thing I know about this, this scotch is like you said, we, we did bring it back from our trip. Well, your trip to Scotland, our trip, um, to the UK. Um, and yeah, we, we, we helped, I did help you bring this one back to the States and you would not let us drink it for any of the Hexer episodes. <laughs> we had one scotch. We did use one yeah, scotch. Yeah, but you wouldn't let us use this one. Not no. that there was ever really a great episode to pair it with, but... Yeah, I strongly support that decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll drink a 21-year-old scotch, yeah. but this, you know, eight-year-old one, just because we had to bring it back, she's like, nope. Hatcher nope. doesn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> it required effort. <laughs> um, and international borders, various <laughs> countries. No, this is really good. I, I'm I'm going to enjoy this one tonight. I'm going to enjoy it, I can tell you, mm-hmm. unsurprisingly, a heck of a lot more than I'm going to enjoy giving this summary on the spot. That's right. I Let's do a summary. <sighs> We're back, baby. How the fuck do we <laughs> even summarize this first episode of Blood Origin? It is all over the place. Things happen. Um, and I... I don't prepare ahead of time. Um, like I should probably, I'm going to, I'm going to at least have the names in front of me so I can remember all these weird elven, elven, is that the word or yeah, elvish? El- the old man glasses are going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to, to remember all these character names because there are a lot. Um, although I'm not necessarily going to mention all of them right now. 
All right, guys. <laughs> if you're drinking out there while you're listening, you might want to have a drink because you're probably going to need it. Here is my summary on the spot <laughs> for Witcher Blood Origin Episode 1. Um, we start off in the middle of a battle that somehow Yaskir is there for. Um, and it's not looking too good for our favorite bard when everything freezes up and he is confronted by a character played by mini driver who seems to have a lot of power who says, I need you to sing a story back to life or some nonsense like that. <laughs> um, and, um, he's like, I, you know, after first of all saying, no, I'm not good. Then he's like, okay, I can do that. And then we get the story. She needs him to sing to life, which is our, Blood Origin story proper, um, which deals with a bunch of different characters, which makes it a little hard to summarize. There is one character named um, Ayla. Ayla, yeah. yeah. You had to think about it for mm -hmm. a minute. Um, I wanted to say Isla, but that's the Scotch <laughs> or the Scotch <laughs> region. Ayla, who is um, working as a, a bard herself who um, has was once a part of a clan called the Raven Clan that protected this one queen, and she's left to go make music. Um, we also are introduced to another elf named Fjall, who is part of this other clan called the Dog Clan that is meant to protect another king, only um, as long with protecting the king, he is banging his sister, um, <laughs> the king's sister, not Fjall's sister. <laughs> and... Um, um, and that gets him in trouble and gets Wouldn't him exiled. Make it weird. Yeah, <laughs> that gets him in trouble, gets him exiled, um, where he meets Ayla. Um, meet, and while they are in exile together, or you know, off in this little island together, um, the the king's sister who Fial was banging um who is actually an awesome character her name is Merwin is um and is very very smart probably way smarter than the king himself um plots with this um, mage named Balor and this I guess it was the head of the guard um, elf named Aridin to um and the army to overthrow the king and the all the kings and his his their clans and take rule of the kingdom themselves. And when news of this gets to Ayla and to Fjall, um, who were once sworn to protect these kings, they get angry and vow revenge, especially because they also are almost killed as a result of as a result of all of this. So they team up, even though technically their clans hate each other and they don't really trust each other and to go back to the kingdom and get revenge. Along the way, uh, they realize they don't quite have enough people, so they um, try to pick up a third member in this little clan who is a former swordsmaster of Ayla's named Skian. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, who is badass, kick-ass, like sort of um, woman who kind of is a little more spiritual and philosophical. Um, she meditates a lot and looks to looks to the skies and, you know, there's a lot of sort of mysticism going on with her, but she's badass with the sword, kicks both their asses, and then decides to kind of join with them. And um, meanwhile, um, the only other thing that I can think of that's of note is Balor talks to a weird glowing light thing <laughs> that, you know, maybe according to Valerie, kind of looks like a star. <laughs> and, um, if and, you drink enough, it you know, definitely looks like a star. And opens a bunch of portals to a different world using our favorite things in the Witcher universe, <laughs> the monoliths. Monoliths! <laughs> Which this episode uses, but doesn't explain 
all that much better than we've gotten so far. Um, we do get to see some monoliths and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, he's, he's plotting ominous things and that, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to kill it right there. That's my summary. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, when you looked to me and you were like, it's Ayla, right? I'm now totally second guessing myself. I'm like, is it Ayla? No, is it, it is. Isla? No. Is, it's Isla Ayla? is, Isla is the, the the scotch region <laughs> and that was why i was frustrated because i'm like it was so close to isla <laughs> and that would have been a perfect reason to pair it with a, a yeah. isla scotch but it was i incepted you by mentioning that so my apologies <laughs> <laughs> um also uh just a brief uh charity of omission of mine uh when you mentioned uh skiing i did not interrupt you and say how does she like to spend her winters? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is actually how I phonetically wrote it out. I yeah, wrote ski no. in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, this episode goes all over the place, yeah, Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into it as we, we talk about it, no doubt. But it does not make summarizing it any easier. And I suspect all of our summaries <laughs> on the spot are going to be challenging. Even Shut the your ones mouth. you Mine do. Mine are going to be fantastic and flawless. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, because you pre-write them. But I like I still uh, think they're going to be harder to pre-write yeah. than most episode summaries on the spot are for you. <laughs> summaries on the spot. We'll just hire summary a crack team spots. of editors to like, pour <laughs> Make it over them good. like days ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we want to address one thing before we get into it. If you hear two little pitter-patters in the background, we have another special guest today. Yeah. Valerie just had twins. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> they do run in my family, but uh, no, no, not in the cards for me. Thank you. But Sean, do you want to introduce everybody? We kind of mentioned it in a previous side quest. But... Yeah. So uh, Susan is running around until she causes enough trouble that she goes into her crate. Uh, and so is her brother, Breezy, who uh, we recently welcomed to our family. Yeah, um, we got two little doggies running around now. Yeah. So. Little and by little, she's <laughs> 70 pounds apiece. Yeah. Yeah. There are 140 pounds of dog in our house. So there is more dog in my house than my wife. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and And... They both, well, especially Susie, seem to really like Valerie. So. <laughs> a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, Susie likes Valerie, but in that like awkward middle school way, where, yeah. you know, you're like, I, I, I like it, but, nah, I'm gonna push you in right away because I like you. <laughs> uh, um, we all have our crosses to bear, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So if Susie at one point needs to be taken away for a bit, it'll be, it'll probably be because she's getting a little, little weird. <laughs> a little um, We'll see. Much um, like us. When we discuss this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, and if I could jump in with something, uh, for anybody who was listening to the Hexer season and was like, when is producer Sean going to shut the fuck up? <laughs> uh, good news. I'm not watching episode by episode this season. I will be doing my usual uh, Netflix season binge after they are done. So you're welcome. Well, this will be easier for you because there's only four episodes. So yeah. <laughs> and the last one's kind of short from what I remember. Yeah, no, this first one is the longest of all four yeah. episodes. Um, it's the only one that's over an hour long. And um, and yeah, I feel like they don't quite get shorter as they go on, but I think the last one is the shortest of all four. So That doesn't necessarily make it easier for me because mm. before I was doing like two or three episodes a day, but yeah. at this point it's like, well, obviously I'm going to do it all in one day. I'm yeah. not going to drink any less. So. <laughs> <laughs> we will see what happens oh, and what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, this episode starts with... Um, with like i guess it's like the framing device but like yeah. we certainly have talked about it like in the lead up to um to blood origin when before this premiered 
it starts with um with Yasker. Yes. Yeah, so our scene with like Yasker. Yeah. There's a big battle. We find out it's the Temerians and he's mm-hmm. been captured by the Temerian army. We Uh-oh. don't know why. No. And he is rescued by the Scoyatel, which are the elven warriors. So my first question, and you might not have the answer, but I I don't know the answer. Um, is do you know? Do we know where in the timeline no. this is happening? We don't know. Now, as I've mentioned on our social media accounts, he does have two rings on mm-hmm. his necklace, yeah. which he does not in the second season of the show. So I don't know if he gets a second ring at any point. I feel like that's got to be some weird little detail that's going to get solved later. But I mean, like, all right. So we know we get some contextual like clues. Like she does. Um, all right. So so. As we as I talked about in the summary, you know, he's in the middle of this battle. It's, I think it's a great shot, yeah. With um, where it starts kind of upside down mm-hmm. and 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 kind of zeroing in on quick details, and then the camera pulls back, and yeah. you see it's this this whole battle, um, you know, and um, and it gradually sort of reverses. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at it right side up, and you see that it's Yasker who's in the middle of this. So it's a great. I think it's actually a great opening yeah. shot, and. Um, and you know, and and there's all sorts of chaos. People are are killing people, and you think Yasker's going to die. He's like, you know, there's this guy about ready to bring a sword or an axe or something yeah. down on him, and then it, it freezes. And then we're introduced to our other sort of framing character, who is Mini Driver's character. Although she is Yaskir at this point in time. That's right. She yeah. starts as, as Yaskir, but let's just you know get introducing her out of the way now. Um, she hasn't. I don't know if she has a name or if this is what her her race or yeah. um you know or type of creature is called um and I am basing this off of um Mini Driver's Instagram account when she announced um that she was going to be in Blood Origin playing this character she she provided a phonetic pronunciation which is Shanaki um so it doesn't look like that's how it's pronounced nope. but that's how that's how um how she phonetically laid it out was Shanaki maybe Shanaki um that might actually make a little more sense, but um, I but feel like we're gonna call her Mini Driver. Yeah, the we're pretty much gonna podcast. call her. Mini- I think you're right, Shauna Key. Because I don't even think Shauna Key is is her the actual name. name. Yeah. It'd be like me referring to you as human, you know, <laughs> um, or am so, I? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it even even calling her that feels a little weird, but that's that's what she is. Um, so she's um she's this 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 creature and um. She, you know, I, I want to talk a bit about her, but just getting back to what I was saying earlier about the timeline, she provides some contextual clues. She refers to Yaskir as a sandpiper. Mm-hmm. So we know this isn't taking place like during season one yeah. um, of The Witcher. It could take place before season two. Mm-hmm. It could take place after season two. Um, it's a little unclear. Um, you know, Yaskir makes a reference later on about about this story is really going to like, you know, yeah. piss Geralt off or something like that. It's the only reference to Geralt, I think, in the whole series. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, 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 and that's it. So it doesn't quite give us enough, but like, there's not Netflix, as far as you know, hasn't released anything. There's not been no. sort of fan theories as to where this fits in the timeline. Not really. No. no. Do you have a guess? Like if you had a guess? Um, I, it depends on when season three picks up. It could be in between seasons two Two and and three, three, or it could be, you know, he has some little one-off adventure in some episode that we don't see. Yeah. But we we talked about, um, in, in one of our, our recent side quests, how, um, we thought season three was going to pick up right after. Now we don't know if it's going to, that's just your, your and my guess, Mm -hmm. but I agreed with you on that. And if that happens, 
it could happen during season three, but it would have to happen after the beginning if yeah. it starts with him at Care Morin, you know, with Geralt. Yeah. Because clearly he's not with Geralt during this Yeah, battle. he gets, like, kidnapped by an army. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so we don't really know when this is. They probably deliberately want it to be a little bit vague. Um, but it does, you know, it... it it, you, it would be nice to know that. You yeah, know? I like that they set up that the elves actually know who he is and yeah. what he's done for them and appreciate yeah. and respect him, which is kind of cool. Like, that's an interesting, you and, know, not so, a direction I thought they were going to take with his whole and, sandpipering thing. And she does mention Scoia'tael. And isn't this the first time Scoia'tael is actually mentioned in the Netflix franchise? Ooh, you're asking me a detail, Tim. I think it is. <laughs> that's I not don't about, think like... I don't people think, kissing. Oh, I don't think it's referred to in season two. I think like yeah. I don't I think, like the elves are obviously in season two. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they ever use the term Scoia'tael in in, yeah. in season two. So I do think this is the first time it's mentioned in the the Witcher. I could the see Netflix the, the formation of the Scoia'tael being a direct response to what happened with the baby at the end of season yeah. two. Yeah. So maybe this happens sometimes within sometime within season three. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we don't know. Like one question that was asked, and I'm not going to answer it now um, because I think I think it'll benefit from us having talked about all the episodes. But like, do we think this is going to have any bearing on um, on on Witcher season three? And like, I think part of knowing being able to kind of guess to that, you know, speculate on that is knowing where it's set in the timeline, because. You know, I don't think this is set like way in the future, but if it's like, you know, five years after after the end of season two, then this might even be after season three. I don't think that's the case, but you know, if we knew that, that I would feel be like helpful. he's still wearing his season two outfit. It's very yeah. dirty and bloody, <laughs> but I feel like it's the same the yeah. same outfit that he he's has. Still on. Swashbuckling. He's still swashbuckling. And nice. looking forward look forward to it. The doppelganger has a fun hat. Yeah. yeah. He does have a fun hat. <laughs> yeah. And and Yasker even mentions having An a fun hat. Admittedly fun hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now um, uh, Yasker also makes eyes at his doppelganger self, yeah. which I was totally here for. Yeah. Well like I think Joey Beatty was asked in yes. an interview, mm-hmm. like what what Yasker would do if he if he actually met himself or something like that, and his answer was, you know, he'd he'd fuck himself. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they'd fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so no, Joey well. Joey knows Joey knows what's up when it comes to Yasker, right, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> I believe I've said enough. Yeah. <laughs> the age old question: Would you fuck your clone? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to ask you that question, Valerie. Uh, the answer <laughs> is yes, one hundred percent. In a dueling loot scenario. I mean, that's that's pretty fucking hot. The funny thing is, it's like it is interesting because you got this scene um, where Yaskier is all dirtied up, yeah. the real Yaskier, and then uh, Mini Driver Yaskier is all pristine in this nice little hat. Yeah. <laughs> and, just... and kudos to Joey Beatty because he was definitely channeling her when he was playing it. Like just yeah. the, his inflection, he was talking in a much more like genteel tone of voice. It was like, oh, I see you pretending to be Mini Driver. Well done. Yeah. So, um. We talked, you know, we mentioned her, but I want to ask you, what do you think of Minnie Driver's character, this um, Shauna Key? She was creature. fun, although I couldn't unsee her as Minnie Driver. I was just like, yeah. oh, hey, it's Minnie Driver as yeah. a shape-shifting elf, as is Minnie Driver's way. I would 100% <laughs> believe that real-life Minnie Driver could change her form and make flowers <laughs> appear and freeze time. Yeah. <laughs> she just seems like the type. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it is kind of funny because, um, well, first of all, I like Minnie Driver, so I have yeah. no problem whatsoever about her being in this role. I thought it was this. cool. I was like, Minnie Driver? What? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, she has a great voice. Yeah. Having her be the one who sort of narrates this, I think, works really well. Um, and um, and I like her. It's, you know, it it's 
kind of a, a, a I don't want to say strange conceit. It's not yeah. that strange, but it's, you know, it's clearly a conceit having, you know, whether it's like, oh, we need someone from the Witcher series yeah. to on this spinoff to tie it in with that, or, you know, whether they felt like they needed a narrator and they wanted to introduce a narrator. I don't know. We can totally get into that when we discuss the series as a whole. Mm -hmm. But like, um, you know, that aside, I think she does a good job in the role. Um, she's great. And, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I'm glad if they had to bring one on, um, they brought her on, but here's my thing. She's very clear. She's clearly very powerful. Yeah. You know, she stops time. She like with a touch makes flowers sort of sprout out yeah. of this guy. So, and I know she says, Oh, we're an ancient race or something yeah. like that. And we do these things and we do, you know, like to, to affect, you know, um, I don't remember what she says. Like, it's like they, you know, they interfere in only certain, you know, times like they're like she's like the was it is mini driver a time lord yeah like a time lord or you know the guardians of the universe and yeah. in, in you know green lantern or something you know it's just it's it, you know they they seem like she seems like this she, can, she can't intervene that much or interfere that much but she's clearly powerful and since she's doing yasker a solid i gotta wonder why he doesn't you know like why he's like, all right, I'll do this, yeah. but like you owe me uh, <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sing this story back yeah. into existence. So at one point I'm gonna call in a favor, and you're gonna come and and well, and she help. did save his life. I mean, he was about to get his head split open. So yeah, still, I think you know, yeah. I think she saved his life because she needed him. She said, yeah. So sure, she did him a solid, but I think she's, I think, I think he could still <laughs> call he, in that he favor. Could still, he could still, yeah, he needs to negotiate a little bit, <laughs> not agree quite so readily Don't because like the first offer Yaskier, you gotta <laughs> yeah because you know Yaskier, he he lives with he he, he you know he runs with Geralt and Yennefer yeah. you know he's gonna get in some shit yeah. and having that pa her show up freeze everything and make all your enemies turn into flower people <laughs> would like be pretty useful wouldn't uh, you think yeah yeah you know so I don't know I do think he drops the ball a little bit on that <laughs> but um there I'm watching you guys like picture the Witcher 3 like version of this with the different choices to yeah. like, try to negotiate or not yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He he. Always you're negotiate. watching somebody else yeah. play, Always and you're negotiate like, no, with negotiate. Yeah. yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't try to to he get just more. Was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just clicked the first. You know. Well, speaking of Witcher three, there are people that make Gontaro Dim references. Yeah, they like wonder if she's the same race or is Gontaro Dim. If you haven't played the games, he's basically like a devil character kind of that has all these powers to grant wishes, but it yeah. always turns out bad for the Witcher. That's what I was gonna so. say. He seems yeah. way more sinister, sinister than she yeah. does. Um, whether they're the same race, that's an interesting yeah. fan discussion that one could have. Um, you know, I never see him turn things in there. <laughs> he does freeze time, though. He does freeze time, yeah. yeah. And then he, like, graphically <laughs> stabs someone in a, what is it, in a, like, was it like in the eye with yeah, the yeah. or something? Yeah. I don't remember, but yeah. <laughs> he, he, he pulls a um, fringilla, you know. Yeah, a essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that's like. That was a hard scene in, in <laughs> season two, and it's a hard scene in Witcher uh, three to watch. To watch, but yeah, um, a hard scene or the best scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not anywhere near as hardcore as no. that. Um, instead, she gives you know Yaskier a loot. Yeah, know, a and loot. she has a, a a line that the internet kind of dissected a bit where she mm -hmm. said we're related you and i you're a bard i'm a storyteller so there were people on the internet that were actually like wait does she mean that literally are they actually literally related but mm -hmm. i didn't see it that way i just saw it as no. like she's saying we, we have similar professions yeah. yeah yeah i think that's a little bit of a reach um but i mean i i 
like this this loot like I, I, that's what I'm wondering because yeah. he has one right has he lost well his the loot, loot in season two was broken was so it? yeah Rance broke it it was like broken oh. on the dock so depending on oh. when this takes place so he might not gone. have had one yeah because yeah after the it's not like we see him play after the yeah Rance busted it yeah okay all right so after the scene in the in the the tavern where when he sings burn butcher burn yeah we don't. We see him sing in the he, jail he cell, but we don't yeah, see him Yeah, he has loot when he goes and puts the people on the ship, so and then he leaves, not. and Rance jumps him and, like, breaks the loot over his head. And I so think he, you see, like, a piece of the broken loot on so the that ground. So that could be a clue that maybe this is, if not between seasons, like, yeah, yeah maybe post, right, at, yeah. Yeah, right after season three starts, but... You know, like this may be the replacement loot for yeah. that one then. Um, I did so. tweet at Lauren Hissrick about it and she liked my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> about what? The, the loot. I said, oh, the new loot looks cool. Yeah. She liked it. So I thought you were, I thought you, she tweeted to ask her when this was in the timeline. Oh, no, I, like, could, I could. I don't think she's on Twitter. I think she's <laughs> left, but yes. Yeah. Um, I'm like, but, you know, like, it's nice that she liked it, but I would have rather she answered that question. Yeah. No. Um, Anyhow, but yeah. one of my questions about horsies. Anyway. <laughs> oh, you and you Horsey. and that term. And... <laughs> Tim uh, was not happy, not 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 happy, but Tim was poking fun at me because I did a social post where I used the word horsey. And he's like, every now and then you write things that I would never write. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you write a lot of things that I would never write in general, but that was one thing where I'm like, I read that and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I would not use a term horsey. Which <laughs> um, is a horsey. But yeah, all right. So are, enough talking about this opening scene. Do we have more to discuss about that? Um, just the... that he has a little bit of meta commentary on how stupid this story is. <laughs> and it's, yeah. He's like, oh, seven warriors go up against all oh, odds yeah. to fight an evil empire. Hmm. Yeah. It's been done to death. <laughs> and I, mean, I it's don't fair. disagree. <laughs> yeah, it is fair. Um, and... Um, and so, yeah, like going into the actual story. 1,200 as, years ago. Yeah, as a whole. Um, now, you know, I guess like, I don't, we're not going to like um, recap every single little event. Yeah. Um, we did that in our Hexer episodes, if you listen to those, because we assumed you guys haven't seen them. Um, but we're assuming everyone listening here has seen Blood Origin. Yeah. Um, and so with that, know that spoilers are going to abound. We try to keep it to the episode we're talking about. But if we happen to mention something that happens in... Episode three or four of Blood mm -hmm. Origin, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so we won't get into heavy spoilers on stuff that hasn't, you know, the ser the regular Netflix um, Witcher series hasn't gotten into. That's that's kind of our rule of thumb. We we stick to kind of the season series that we're talking about. But we'll try to just largely keep it on episode one. But if you haven't watched episode one, you're listening to us. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyhow, uh, yeah, we're first introduced. I think the first character of the main characters we're introduced to is, um, um, God, I'm going to keep forgetting. Ayla, 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 yeah. Yeah, Ayla, um, like who Layla, also goes by- Like Eric Clapton. Yeah, but <laughs> who also goes by the Lark is what yeah. she's known by. That's like her 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 bard name, I guess, her traveling, you know, bard name. And um you know, and and what? Yeah, what do you think of Ayla? I like her a lot. Um, I have a little bit of a crush on her. I know, I get it. Really I get hot. it. Yeah, I get she's, it. She's fierce. She has amazing hair. The voice yeah. of an angel can yeah. stab you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's checking no, all of the boxes, Tim. No, totally. She's um, she's fabulous. She's you know, definitely one of the best characters in this series in my mind. She is played by um, Sophia Brown. Um, and I'm not at all familiar with Sophia Brown. I don't know what else she's done. I probably should look up, you know, her, her, her kind of resume. And if she's, 
you know, I'm assuming she's a singer as well because yeah. she sings all of her own songs in this series and she sings numerous songs. Um, and like you said, has a great voice. Yeah. Um, now we find out that, um, Ayla is also, you know, we don't get this right away, but we find out she's a former member of this, this Raven clan that was, that like was tapped with protecting this one, um, King. And so because of that, she's also a badass warrior and fighter. Um, she's give Yeah. It was King Medir of, Prisha? Prisha? Yeah, Prisha, yeah. Prisha. Yeah, we, we, we meet him briefly. We don't really get too much into his kingdom, but yeah, that's the one. And, um, and, and, you know, um, had kind of given up that life. Um, but obviously she still has her skills. She throws these little, like, like, I don't know, like, like stilettos. almost. Yeah, yeah. Like these like stakes, these like metal stakes or stiletto or like, they're not they're thicker than like needles. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But like little spiky things that she like <laughs> kind of just throws and throws with like, like ridiculous precision. Doesn't, it's probably not very realistic, but it looks badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, and she keeps them like hidden in her, like on, she doesn't play, unlike Yasker, she doesn't play a lute. She plays this weird. Key harp. Is that what it's called? Yeah. A key harp? And it's a legit instrument. Is I, it? I, feel like it was Swedish or Scandinavian. I was looking it up, but it's, it's I didn't a, write it down. Yeah. It's a, it, you know, if you haven't, I mean, I'm assuming, like I said, we, that you've seen the episode, but for some reason, if you haven't, you should look this instrument up because it's unique. It's from Sweden. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's a stringed instrument um, that, um, but not like, you know, not like a violin or a fiddle or, you know, a cello or anything like that at all. It's it's pretty it's neat. It's kind of like part, like almost like an accordion, yeah. but a, an accordion violin yeah. combo or a, that's that's a good little hurdy-gurdy. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Um, and so um, – yeah, we're introduced to her as she arrives at this little pub. She, um, you know, she asks if they 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 do music. And next thing we we see her is we see her singing this song, um, "The Black Rose," which gotta ask now because <laughs> this song becomes a thing yeah. throughout the series. Yeah, what do you think of the song? It's a good <laughs> song. I yeah, like it fine. It's yeah. I think it seems it sounds like a song designed to do what it yeah. is designed to do and what it is used for in this series, which is like kind of a rallying song for the lowborn elves who, um, who, you know, are, are, there's definitely a class sort of system going yeah. on in this elven society. And, and so this is kind of a rallying, almost like rebellion song for these sort of low, lowborn elves about how they're going to rise up. Yeah, it and, says rise up and let them feel our thorns yeah. and freedom will be ours. Yeah. And I think it's a very, um, repetitive song, but like, I think that's what you, yeah. that's, that's probably true to the form because you want something that people can it's a learn. Protest song. Yeah, yeah. And protest and kind of all sing together and you don't want something too complicated or too, too elaborate. And I think it's all, it, it, it checks all the right boxes. Um, so I think it's a great song. We do hear it a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think maybe you hear it like three times in this episode. Whoa. You do indeed hear do. it three times, Tim. Yeah. That is the count. <laughs> that is the count? Yeah. That's a song count? Uh -huh. All right. One in the credits. So uh -huh. I don't know if they count, but yeah, twice in the episode, once in the credits. All right. All right. We're keeping count. That's how many times we're going to hear I am the- keeping count. Yeah. We'll see if we hear it in episode two. I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember either. 
Um, but I didn't remember we we heard it three times in this episode. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay, that is a lot. Um, but this first time's interrupted, and you know, there, all, some stuff goes down. But we also are introduced to another um, important character, which is um, Ithilene, mm-hmm. um, who she's a young little elf yeah. who has 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 they they said spells or fits, fits or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, and basically she 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 you know gets. She has prophecies and yeah. gives like pro- gives prophecies or gets I don't know she gets visions or what she how where they come from, um, and if you know Witcher um, the franchise you've heard of Ithilene's prophecy mm-hmm. which gets mentioned several times in Witcher season two it's yeah. a big part of the book and it's extremely key in um, the Witcher three game like it's basically the the you know the culmination of that prophecy yeah um, and so so Ithilene's prophecy is a big part of the, the Witcher like narrative the lore and um and here we're actually meeting Ithilene and mm-hmm. she's you know younger than i thought she was going to be when i first heard she was you know yeah, going she's to be little. in the episode yeah she's little she's, she's like a teenager yeah but she's pretty cool like yeah. she forms a little a little bit of a a bond with um Ayla and mm-hmm. you know who seems to like her and and she seems really interested in um in 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 the instrument that Ayla plays and how she wish she could play it and you know, also kind of a little embarrassed that she gets these these spells, these fits. Yeah. Um, but um, I think she's a sweet character. I'm glad they included her. Um, I kind of, you know, she's not in a lot, but I think she's in it enough to have a bit of an impact. Yeah, so, she's fun. Yeah. Um, and um, but anything else you want to talk about in this these earlier scenes with Ayla and? No, Ithilene? not really. Yeah, just that. I guess we should mention that um, she beats up some guys that yeah. were being creepy to the yeah. young teenage Ethelene. Yeah. So because yeah. they needed to show that she's a badass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Although I am like, what? Are, what are these dudes trying to accomplish? Like they <laughs> they hit on this teenage girl. She doesn't want it. The mom's like, oh, you know, she's weird. Leave her alone. You can drink for free. free yeah. <laughs> and then they like attack the mom. You could drink for free. Yeah. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> that you like? Yeah. You're like, Talk no, about, no, no. She's I already- Rewarding you, you start rewarding your bad girl. behavior. Yeah. yeah. Um be like take the win, you yeah. assholes. Yeah. You know? like, what do you think is how does this gonna end up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, agree. Yeah. Like not the smartest characters could totally totally be a, a our care more. And yeah. maybe they are your care more, and they're not mine, but yeah, you know, but they could be. Um yeah, pretty dumb. Um but our next kind of like I guess because then, you know, like this, we talked about this episode bounces back and yeah. forth and we're not necessarily going to go everything in order. But like the first two characters, the, these earlier scenes introduced are two kind of core characters, yeah. especially for this episode. Um, and, you know, we next cut to, is it Zintria? Is that how you say um, it? I believe it's Zintria. Zintria? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's future Valerie. So past Valerie sounded pretty confident on the pronunciation of that elven capital city, didn't she? Yeah, it's actually Zintrea and not Zintria. Oops. I think we also mispronounced Balor's name throughout the entirety of this episode and possibly some future episodes too, so look forward to that. As always, we blame alcohol. Bye! Um, which is basically, it's the elven um, kingdom that eventually becomes Sintra. Um, yes. So, you know, they refer to it as Zintria in um, season two of of the Witcher. Now we're seeing it in its kind of elf, elvish glory. It starts with an X, so, <laughs> and there's an apostrophe yeah. in there somewhere. X I N apostrophe T R E A. Yeah. Um, and um, and they they mention the king who you alluded to, whose name I did not write down because he, you know, he. he I dies. didn't at first, <laughs> but yet it was <laughs> he, he Elvatir. 
King Alvatier, Alvatier. played by Mark Rowley. Okay, so you you thought he was noteworthy enough to write. Well, down. he was for my whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> he does have I had a very to call him out. He's he very Scottish. A very thick Scottish both of the, both the royal right. elves are quite Scottish. Yeah, yeah, um, but his yeah his is total. I don't yeah, know, I don't. I don't know different Scottish dialects, but yeah, thick yeah. kind of brogue for him. Yeah. Um, and um, and we get the scene where he's he's being attacked in the streets because yeah. he went down to this, and you see a little bit of the dog clan in accent in action. Um, in particular, our other sort of core character, which is Fjall Stoneheart, I believe <laughs> his name is. Yes, his full name. He, he, you know, he usually just you know just hear him called Fjall, but I think it's Fjall yeah. Stoneheart, and um, and he's like. Um, is he the king's sworn protector? Or is he um, the, the royal family? I yeah. feel like they're all kind of their sworn protectors. Okay. So, um, but they they the mini driver's narration kind of calls him out as being like the best of like the champion mm. or something. And you do see him kicking ass against these yeah. these um, these attacking elves. We don't know who they are. I think maybe they're from other kingdoms. I don't I don't know who they Assassins are. Assassins of some Assassin, kind. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, and you know, and you 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 do get to meet the king, and then you meet um, his sister, the princess Merwin. Um, now she is played, and her, the actress's name actually is similar to the character's name a little bit. Um, she's played by Mirren Mack, hmm. um, and you say she's Scottish as well. Um, I don't know if the actress is, but the accent definitely is. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They they do have the thickest accents, I think, of certainly of the characters introduced in this episode. Um, I like her accent. I don't know. It's something kind of enticing. Yeah, she is a Scottish. She is a Scottish actress. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, it's appropriate we're drinking scotch. Now we see Murrin. She, um, you know, Fiala's trying to protect her. She gets into a little trouble, but he gives her a knife, and she ends up killing some dude to yeah. save her her life. So you can you see she's more than capable of of um, of. You know, taking I, care of business, taking care of business. That's a good way yeah. of putting it. Yeah. Um, and um, of course, y'all is kind of capable of taking care of business <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> yeah. So you find out they have this kind of on again, off again romance thing where she's like, I almost died. And he's like, yeah. no, we can't. It's forbidden. Yeah, it's she's highly like, forbidden. I'm naked now. And he's yeah. like, okay, don't mind if I do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, and then they get caught because he's abandoned his post, essentially. His yeah. father and sister are like, oh my God, he's not outside of the princess's bedchamber. I think, I think he's and doing a they... good job taking care of the princess. <laughs> like, like, I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> and then they, yeah, and they, they storm in and his, the actress playing his sister does a lot with a little because she doesn't have too many lines. Yeah. She gives him this look as a sibling I can definitely relate to like, oh, for fuck's sake are you kidding me right now yeah. yeah like she um she yeah no she does do some really good face acting yeah. at, at times like, oh my um, fucking god yeah yeah um and i get it like i think this is tying into the whole class thing that like yeah, i alluded to earlier and, you yeah. know yeah it's not you know as like as royalty i'm sure you know she's meant to be you know saved for marriage and marriage is meant to be a political sort yeah. of thing you know just like like um, like what happens in these sort of um, these these royal monarchies um, in this sort of system, I'm sure it's the same in this elvish kingdom. Even though we don't get, yeah. you know, we're we're only given little bits of detail here and there. Um, but you know, I don't think she was in any danger. You know? <laughs> no one was going to kill her at that particular moment. It was so. more a "don't shit where you eat" situation. I yeah. think dipping his pen in the company ink in the worst <laughs> way possible. So I mean, sure, but you know, I don't know. HR violation. <laughs> he had to go. <laughs> uh, sure, but like, yeah, I don't know. She didn't seem to mind at all. So yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it's forbidden and you know, it has repercussions. He yeah. ends up, um, being exiled and, and, you know, his father is the one who exiles him and, 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 and dis, dis, disowns him, the clan, this dog clan that he's a member of disowns him and he's sent off, um, to exile. And you find out eventually he goes to this, this, um, you know, this same small town yeah. where the lark is performing. Yeah. Now, I don't remember what comes when, but I do want to, before we get back to what happens there, I do want to um, mention, you know, also with the king. Now, the one thing this king is doing, and I didn't talk about it in my summary, is he, there's this war going on between um, the the king of Zintria, um, the king of, of Prussia, who you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, um, and the queen of the other kingdom, I don't think I, did I write that down? I can't even remember if I wrote the, the name down. Oh yeah, Darwin, mm-hmm. um, the, the queen of Darwin. These three kingdoms are at war in what they call the thousand year war. Yeah, that seems excessive. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't really see much of this war. It's more just alluded to that, you know, yeah. it's, it's tapped everyone's resources. Obviously a lot of people I'm sure have died. Um, and this this king wants to bring it to, um, to an end. And so, um, so he, he is proposing, um, to, uh, wed, uh, Merwin to princess Merwin to the King of Prussia. And then he was going to make a gift of these mines to the, the queen of Darwin and, 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 and hopefully bring, bring peace to the realm, you yeah. know, is, is, is his goal. Noble goal, but Merwin doesn't want to be a fucking pawn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm curious if you had thoughts on that. Like Merwin and her, you know, she's clearly very smart. Yeah. Um. She she studies history. She's she's like you know for this this very patriarch clearly patriarchal system. She is inconveniently smart and independent. Yeah. And um, those are the type of of female characters you tend to rally behind. So I'm curious what you think of. <laughs> Uh, Merwin. Uh, I like her, and I'm gonna come back to that question a little bit later when okay. we talk about some stuff that happens later in the okay, episode. Okay, okay, uh, fair enough. I yeah, know, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, let, let's before we get to those those yeah. events. Um, yeah, the only other things of note I would say are that the he wants to bring peace, but his generals are like, yeah. no, we like this war. We don't know why they like the war. That's not yeah. really, but they they seem to like the thousand year war. Yeah, and and then Baylor, who is his mage, like the mm. court mage, uh-huh. is also not too thrilled about like his position in the court and what's going on and we find out that he can actually use the monoliths yeah. to travel between worlds. Yeah, I think this is it was fairly early on we get our first scene of him talking to that weird glowing fucking, ball. Yeah, who we don't know who that is. I, I feel like it's Laura Doran. I yeah. don't know. The, the voice sounds the same. She's also got like a Scottish accent. That's interesting. So because I mean or like, Irish accent. Oh I'm bad with accents guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean a little bit of a a spoiler, but we never find out who that is. No, we don't find yeah. out who the glowing ball is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's never. So maybe the glowing ball in between worlds tell you to tells you to kill. Yeah. Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Life advice. Um, but if it asks if you're a god, say mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> it, yeah. The funny thing is, it doesn't look like a threatening thing. It's just this little like, like blue like, glowing yeah, thing. Yeah. Valerie said it kind of looks like a star. <laughs> a star. <laughs> I think that was uh, your your you know kind of a desperate attempt to get a very good scotch paired with this episode. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> My pairing was the best pairing of all time. 
<laughs> Red but, breast. <laughs> I know. I certainly, <laughs> I certainly have made have made pretty desperate ones myself. <laughs> um, there's, there's a, I don't know. It's, we'll get to it later. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke, but nah, it's gonna spoil something with the scotch. So, um, so the the. Um, yeah, anyhow, so we get the scene of him talking to this glowing blue little lighty thing. Yeah, and we find out he's lowborn like, and he wants like, like power, but it looks because like he's... fucking Tinkerbell, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like evil, evil Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. <laughs> Bizarro Tinkerbell. <laughs> yeah. And like he's he like I'm assuming so he he opens these portals using this 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 monolith. Which we find out are dwarven. Yeah, like, I may as well relics. go into that. Yeah, yeah, we find out we get a little bit more information, um, kind of like just dumped on us that yeah, they're ancient dwarven monoliths that have been unearthed by um by this character Sindril, who um we'll talk a lot more about yeah. him in future episodes because he becomes part of this this group. We get one scene with yeah, him. He's like locked up in a Yeah. Oh, Dimeridian. Haha, right. ha, I got oh, it. Oh, okay. Is that what that <laughs> stuff yeah, is? Yeah, all those like spikes that are oh, yeah, okay, Dimeridian the, spikes. Dimeridian? Right. They don't say it, but I assume that that's what we saw in Rience's cell in season two. It's, that makes yeah. sense. I didn't think about that, yeah. but that totally makes sense. To but dampen yeah. his magic. Yeah, he's in a cell. There's a scene between him and, and Balor later where Balor says, prepare the couch. Like yeah. he's, he's still unearthing these monoliths yeah. um, to hopefully open a big portal. And at this point, we don't know what this is for. But um, but like yeah um um these monoliths they're they're ancient dwarven monoliths now how the dwarves were able to create these yeah. giant fucking things and um use them to open portals to worlds like that's never explained nope. there's um, a lot of stuff that's never how, explained how these things got because these things are huge yeah. they're like like, like yeah. they look like skyscrapers yeah. they're like they're giant they're like tower these big tower things I mean you see like even you know. Um, even if you haven't seen Blood Origin, yeah. you've seen them in 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 The Witcher. They're huge. How these things got buried yeah. beneath? Like I know over time things get buried. Certainly the dinosaurs were big, and we, yeah. you know we found those. Bar- <laughs> but like you know these things still just look huge, and they look like the thing is the, here's the one thing, and I get fantasy realm, but it's like all these ancient things that we do unearth look pretty pretty kind of rough when yeah. they're unearthed you know after thousands and thousands of years this monolith we see in eventually in this episode is fucking pristine dwarven craftsmanship looks, man yeah. they make solid shit it looks like it looks like um something you know that you see at an apple store you know <laughs> it's just like giant fucking you know thing um and um and it's pristine and yeah and it looks kind of for a mystical magical realm looks kind of yeah. high tech. Yeah. Like these little lights light up along the side <laughs> of it when they open these things. I don't know. I, I still, this is not, this series has not convinced me or has not sold me on monoliths are at great. all. Yeah. I'm still, I don't Doubling get, down on those monoliths. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it, I don't think this series does anything to help no. its case. They just, they seem like just this weird ass contrivance that doesn't make sense. And I don't think the franchise needed yeah. um and they're they're a key sort of subplot in this 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 you know this prequel series a spin-off series so i don't know so yeah we do learn that that they're dwarven um you know i don't know if yeah like i i don't i don't intend to talk much more about the monoliths this episode no um, that's that's fine by me yeah okay <laughs> i didn't know if you had anything else to say about but um but yeah let's get back to you know like like 
Um, back before, on the island. <laughs> yeah, back we go back to this island. Or, I don't know if it's an island, but yeah, we're it is an island. Okay. No, it is an island. They, he, um, Fial refers to it a few times as a crappy, like you know, I don't know, I don't remember the words he, but like yeah. this kind of like way north, sort of like remote middle island, of nowhere, thing. Yeah. yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Um, we um, we eventually go back there. Um, we find out that's where where Fial is. Um, he's been in, um, imprisoned and we find out, um, Ayla is imprisoned as well because of those dudes. She, yeah, yeah, she killed in a bar fight. Um, they've, you know, they're from rival clans. So at first their, their instinct is they're, they're dog clan, raven clan fight. Yeah. Yeah. They're skeptical of each other. Um, you know, I mean, they, they don't immediately start fighting, but they're definitely skeptical. And eventually a fight breaks out between the two of them. Um, you know, there's a little bit, there's a, a pendant that's stolen from, mm-hmm. from Fial. But like, um, yeah, so they, they have this kind of, and they, they, they find out what happened to them. I think, I think did, um, Fial put out like, like a cousin, like her cousin's eye or something. He did something. Yeah. To, in some battle, he like took out her cousin's yeah, eye. Yeah. And so she vowed revenge. And so, <laughs> so that's why she, you know, that's why Ayla is immediately sort of, um, um, kind of hostile toward him. And, um, but they're in prison together. Presumably they're both going to die. Um, you know, he, um, I don't, do we find out why he was imprisoned? Like it wasn't cause he was, cause of what he did. He was just exiled for don't that. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think he just, you know, he got himself in trouble. We don't see that. It happens yeah. off camera. And it's a prison cell meet cute. Yeah. And then like, like in the most conveniently contrived sort of way he gets released yeah um he has and, a clan member come to like bust him out yeah this random guy who we never see yeah. again you know, <laughs> who is like cousin or cousin, whatever yeah yeah and i don't know if he means that as like you know like you're my cousin in the clan or yeah. if he, they're literally biological yeah. cousins i have no idea this random dude whose name <laughs> i didn't even bother writing down who shows up for one scene and says um your father wants you back there's going yeah. to be you know, uh, a, a treaty signed, you know, the king, the war is ending and Fial just says, no, thanks. I'm yeah, done. I'm you good. know, Bye. yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, get, you know, get some right now and, you know, talk to you, talk to you, see you out on the path. No, say that, but, um, you know, and, um, yeah, was a, he, he, he intends to go to a brothel, but isn't able to, because he, his necklace that he was going to use to pay for it is stolen. Um, we find out Ayla uses that to pick the lock, get herself out. And, um, and then, um, is, is reacquainted with her sister. Yeah. Before we get into that, I just want to point out one cute little, not cute, but like detail that I personally liked is when she picks the lock, she's on her back and she uses her legs to push open the cell door, which as a woman, I was like, yes, that's how you would do that because your legs are stronger than the rest of you. So she would totally use her legs. Did it seem like that heavy of a cell door? Could have been. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I just appreciated that. I'm like, yeah, that's how you would do that. It is like, and I like that they did it that way. So it probably is pretty heavy, actually. Big metal door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Was it a metal door? I just remember like the wood, the. It, it, like it was an interesting prison. Like it was yeah. like underground. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like like they dug a pit and that's doing yeah. half the work, and then they put this like yeah. wooden cage Great. over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like wood can get heavy too if it is. But yeah, I just yeah. like that she used her legs. I'm like, that's totally what you would do in that situation. <laughs> you would 100 percent push it open with your yeah massive quads. <laughs> um, but she's briefly reacquainted with her sister, who is part of the Raven Clan as well. Um, you find out her. Um, we didn't mention this. Her mother is, I think, the leader of the yeah. Raven. Just like Fial's father is kind of leader, like, of, the the leader of the dog clan. clan. And um and and the mother wants her back. And you know, um Ayla doesn't want to do that. She's given up that life. Um and um and but but then 
Ithilene has a prophecy that says she'll find redemption on like, you know, I don't know. I don't, do you, did you write it? You're looking I, at your phone. I did indeed. Okay. Why, <laughs> why don't you say what All the right, prophecy is? All right. She says, the time of the spears is upon us. Worlds will eat worlds, emerald skies. Fire will summon a new dawn. A great beast born shall be slain by your blade. Two apart shall become two as one. The lark's most precious notes shall be the key to all things. And a quest in the name of your clan will bring you redemption. I mean, that's pretty much the sum, synopsis of the rest of the series, <laughs> yeah, right? pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, like, that's a pretty good summary on the spot, I gotta say. <laughs> if we, you know, call me next time. Next time <laughs> I gotta, yeah. yeah, I could use some help. I could use your help when I give my summary. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So she gives that, Ithilin gives that prophecy um, after this this conversation with um, um, Ayla's sister, and that gets um, Ayla thinking like, oh, yeah, maybe I should... You know, like um, she, knowing that these prophecies come true, um, we find that like, oh, yeah, every prof- every one of her prophecies yeah. comes true. Um, knowing that, I think that sets her on the path like, OK, I, I will go with my sister. And yeah. as doing that, then they're then they're attacked. Her sister's killed. Um, there's like a fight with a bunch yeah, of people. It's like, and hi, that- sister. Bye, sister. Yeah. I like you. You seem cool. And R.I.P. The, <laughs> and the key thing is this brings Fjall back together with Ayla, yeah. who helps her in the fight. Um, and they find out that all these people who attacked them were from um, all three armies who yeah. were supposedly hate each other at war, but they were working together to kill um, the two of them. And um, and that's what brings them together. And um, and they realize, like, because they're army, they're like, oh, they must – it's a lot to realize. They must be scheming to, yeah. like, you know, um, to ruin this treaty that yeah. the, the kings, you know, are going to sign. Uh, we need to go back and, 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 and stop it. And so <laughs> that's what, what brings them together. Yeah. Right? right? Like, yeah. I'm right on that. No, right? you're right on that. The <laughs> only thing we didn't talk about, and we don't – we can just gloss over it, but they had a lot of fun, sexy banter in the uh, – a lot of enemies to eventual lovers banter when they were locked up together, well, no, which was fun. I mean, let's not gloss over. Yeah. We don't have to go over all the banter, but like, what do you think of the chemistry? I think they're great chemistry. A- and I didn't say. Yeah. Um, so Fjall, Fjall's actor is. Um, oh God, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this uh, Irish name. Yeah, Lawrence O'Farrain. Farren. Hmm. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lawrence. Farren. Huh. Purine, maybe? Purine, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey with Witcher uh, doesn't I know do what Sean's going to say. <laughs> we got a drink for Lawrence's sake. I wasn't going to say that. What I was going to say is I am going to learn Gaelic in between <laughs> now and the next time we record an episode so <laughs> that I can, like, properly make you drink. Right. I'm just going to call this guy Larry. Actually, it's fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever that makes the it better. fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to call... Fuck up your first name, call, too. Call him Lario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, that's showing him all the respect that he deserves. Poor guy. <laughs> Who's behind the uh, the Irish breakfast cereal? Lario's. <laughs> oh. Oh. Poor Lawrence. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lawrence. He's a he's a he's a he's Valerie, a cool you actor. Take a shot? I welcome a I, shot of wine. <laughs> Harry drank, man. Uh, at Larry, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I um I welcome I welcome Larry coming on the Please podcast don't call him that. <laughs> and telling us the right way to say his name. <laughs> In the words of Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Poor Larry. Yeah. <laughs> he can he can um he can properly humiliate us if he wants to come on the podcast or even uh, just tweet at us. <laughs> um, or we could have like done our due diligence and watched one interview where his last name was pronounced before we decided to record this. <laughs> Are there interviews where like this yeah, show got no promotion? Press, they had a whole press junket. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, they had they a They promoted the show? It you were complaining about the show got no promotion. No, I was complaining about the fact that the well, I don't know how much we want to get into this on mic, but that they had a premiere and the the social accounts were dead silent during their premiere. I'm like, yeah. why aren't you like retweeting and posting clips and stuff? You have a legit premiere going on the right now. The point is, then... Tim would rather go full sub <laughs> and have Larry come on yeah. and fully humiliate him. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah come Tim's on, and... a sub, and I'm a reluctant dom. <laughs> come <laughs> on and come on and 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 set us right. That's tough Mr. for a dom, huh? <laughs> I don't want to be. It's just everybody else's. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> what are you gonna do? What uh, are you gonna do? Um. So anyhow, um, uh, yeah. What do you? Th- <laughs> that was a anyhow, tangent. Dot, what, dot, dot. what do you think of? What do you think of the? the speaking of like sub and dom. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the they're chemistry? Good. I like between... chemistry. They're fun. It's very enemies to lovers. They're it not totally lovers is. yet, but they're very snarky and funny with each other. Yeah. Like he tells us. He tells her kind of like why he's been banished and everything. She's got some really funny lines. Where she says, "Protect, not fuck." Clan <laughs> basics. And he's like, "Should have got that one tattooed." tattooed. She goes, "Too long a phrase for dog clan cock," which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're dumb um, and your dick small. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, yeah. No, and it's um there is some sort of fun sort of chemistry um between them even early on when they're kind of more at odds with each other. Um that doesn't last too long that they're at. they they seem to kind of yeah. form a bond pretty quickly. Um Like the enemy of my enemy is. Yeah. 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 And um and so they go off on um, this this quest initially to to stop whatever this plot is that yeah. the armies are going to do to stop this 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 treaty. Um, but it's just the two of them. They're in this island that's way fucking north. They're you know they have to take a, a an old fashioned like you know like, like a dinghy. Yeah, a ship yeah. which you know <laughs> under sail power gets caught in some weird storm. They they don't get anywhere near making it. And I guess that brings us then to we should talk about the big, you know, the big episode twists of what happens. We've kind of like alluded it. You yeah. Know. And um, I also when I'm speaking of dog clan, uh, the dog clan here is now snoring. <laughs> I am laughing very hard. Yeah. That's, I guess that's what we got to call them now while we're the talking about blood clan. origin. They're the yeah. dog clan. You know? uh, be breezy. Yeah. And he apologizes for nothing. <laughs> bet you, uh, you know, Fjall looks like he'd snore pretty bad, yeah. too. I'll bet you he's a big snorer. I just wasn't sure if you could hear it from over there. And you're looking at me like, why is she laughing at nothing? Because, yeah, he's over here uh, sawing some logs. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, so then, yeah, we got this scene with um, this important scene where basically, you know, all the, the, the kingdoms come together in the kingdom of Zintria yeah. um, for the signing of the the peace treaty and it's supposed to be um you know our 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 Scottish our Scottish guy um King Elvatir is that how you say that it? sounds right Elvatir it's like his big moment you know he's going to end this war and um and and it's also um Merwin's first time seeing her the king she's supposed to to yeah. marry or his first time seeing her Merwin looks spectacular here yeah um like we haven't really talked about like like how amazing her, her dresses, her dresses her are. gowns. That yeah, they, yeah. That budget for Witcher, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the, the designer is Iris 
Van Herpen. Okay. Um, I've heard it pronounced Iris most places. Somebody did say Iris. She's uh, Dutch, I believe, so mm. I'm not sure, you know, how she pronounces her name herself. But, yeah, Iris Van Herpen does these amazing architectural type dresses where she uses a lot of shapes and pieces that kind of stick out and they look really cool. So yeah. a lot of Merwin's dresses have some really interesting character to them. Oh, no, for sure. And um, and I don't know that, she, I don't remember if she does it in future episodes, but certainly in this episode, we see her paint her face a few times Yeah, too. and this one she's got it painted a lot. Yeah. It's kind of got, it's almost like a geisha. Yeah, sort of. a yeah. little bit. Um, and this is, this scene is one where she has, has that on. Um, and um and you know like we we see this kind of coming together and then you know you notice a few key characters sort of leave including yeah. Merwin who who makes it seem like something's like she's sick yeah, yeah. she's sick uh, um, prior to this going down she told her brother oh i love you you know yeah like, she yeah. did i noticed that when i watched it a second time today um you know actually i guess it would be a third time but a second time in prep for this episode and um and and yeah i had missed that before but um so Merwin, um, yeah, like you said, she says she loves her brother as um, as he's, you know, they're coming out to this this thing. But I feel like up until this point, like she's given him every opportunity yeah. to maybe change what's going to happen. Now, like, you know, obviously he has no idea what's about to happen, but I feel like she has like several times, you know, she's talked about, you know, make me a part of your court. Like, yeah. it's not like she wants to be. an advisor. Yeah. Be a, yeah. It's not like she wants to be empress, um, but, or, or that that's like, that's her goal. Like she needs to be empress. She needs to be a queen or whatever. Like she just wants to be. She wants a seat at the table. She, yeah. And I think wants to be taken seriously, valued for, you know, her knowledge and yeah. what, you know, her capabilities as opposed to just being this, 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 yeah, this, this tool to unite these kingdoms um and um and so that's why i say i feel like she's an interesting character as interesting as any characters get in this little four episode yeah. series um because you know she doesn't strike me as necessarily like her her intentions are i think in the right her heart is in the right place she just goes and maybe doesn't you know yeah, her heart is her. in the right place up to the point of murdering a bunch of people well that's the thing she doesn't go about it the right way that's the thing she doesn't go about it the right way um like um and i feel like like all right so, so i mean you got like if you're listening i think you know what you're talking about like yeah basically um what happens is the 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 army and these few like basically kill everyone all the all the protectors and all the um, all the, the kings everyone the king who's at this yeah. this treaty and they do it by um, summoning this mo- that that this yeah, monster Baylor's that Baylor opened a portal and summoned a monster yeah, through it. that the yeah. that the sparkly evil Tinkerbell <laughs> somehow managed to to bring into um, to this planet so it's like the the first like actual bona fide monster and it's a it's a pretty you know pretty powerful one you yeah. know it's this giant flying thing that zaps people with this lightning that instantly kills them disintegrates them yeah. yeah um so so this thing is not a, a pushover by any means um and so like but getting back bringing it back to merwin you know um like i feel like like she she does she does all this stuff because it's her one opportunity to not go down this path that she has yeah. no interest in going into. And yeah, you're right. You would think she'd be like, okay, I don't want to kill my brother though. Yeah. Um, you presumably she cares, still cares about her brother. Um, 
but I don't think this was her choice. Like, I don't think this was. Yeah, her, I think it wasn't her plan. Yeah, I her think plan. She saw an opportunity, and it's yeah. unfortunate that the you know we'll say this a lot that the show is so short because I would be so curious to see like what that those political machinations yeah, are. Exactly. Who decided to get her involved, and at what point did this happen? And because it just all happens behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's a big surprise, and I liked the surprise. I thought it was a cool moment for her character. I was like, oh, yeah. she came to play. Okay, yeah. I like yeah. this. This is yeah. she's way more interesting to me now. Yeah. Because she's you know. Like you said, not necessarily a good choice, but she she takes agency and yeah. she like kind no, of she takes her power does. back. And I'm like, oh, up to a point, and then it like gets crushed again. But. Yeah, yeah, no, she definitely does, and um, and that's the thing that I find interesting is because it's like you're right, we don't get a lot of this information. It would be good to to get some of that that detail. Um, I wish we we did. Um, you know what led up to this decision? Yeah. Um, did she wrestle with it a lot more? But like. What she wants for herself, like I said, she she becomes empress. Yeah. She doesn't want that. That's not like, I mean, oh, well, I'm not saying she, she you know, oh, Twist don't make my me arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but like that's, I don't think that's ever really been her goal. I think legitimately if her brother had, um, had brought her into his, you know, his, you know, his like like involved her like yeah. she was a part of the kingdom and ruling it now i don't this plot presumably still would have been going on i don't know um what she would have done in that case because um you know maybe she would have tipped you know told him about it mm-hmm. and maybe he could have stopped it before it happened i don't know but um but like you know i don't like i i really do feel like she was trying to get him like look this is what i want you know and and I mean, he, he really does just like kind of brush her off and yeah. arm wave her. And he's like, oh, you'd be you'd be picked apart or something. I forget what he says yeah. when she's, you know, bring me, make me one of your advisors or bring put me on your account. I forget exactly what she says, but it's, yeah. he's so dismissive of her. And he's like, but you can't help marry this king, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, and I just know, like, like, like I even, I'm like, I'm like, come on, dude, you know? <laughs> um, and it's just like, I, I got to imagine that's just something that, um, you know, you're, you know, you gotta be on Merwin's side there, you know? Yeah, right? I mean, I don't advocate killing a whole bunch of people, including yeah. your boyfriend's family, because how do you think that's gonna play yeah. in the long run? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely understand, like, her motivations well, and well, where she's coming from. Well, let's talk about, I mean, like, so she, um, yeah, they, they pull off this coup. Um, she gets her hands dirty. She has to kill someone. She kills to do his it. sister with the knife that he gave her. Uh huh. He gives her that knife, and then yeah. she slits his sister's. Oh, I don't throat think I missed. I think I yeah. missed that. That was that's her. That's the knife that he gives Fial's her when sister. they're attacked, and that yeah, that's Fial's sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I missed that. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, and it's the knife he gave her in the yeah. when they were in the city. In the okay. Beginning and All right, attacked. that's a little yeah. detail I I totally yeah. missed. All right, yeah. So she she does do that, and um. And and so she gets, but like the next day, you see um, as she's, I think it's the next day. She's she's addressing her, you know, her kingdom, um, and um, and you then soon learn that like she's basically a tool for yeah, she's like a pawn, a pawn for yeah. Baylor and Aridin, um, who are the real people. And like at one point, she, you know, all these 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 elves are, you know, saying you know, saying her name and cheering. And she's like, take me down to my people. And these guards close in on yeah. her and they won't do it. And she immediately realizes like, yeah, if she didn't like, before, oh, she's, like, man. <laughs> she's like, she's like, yeah, this one is... cage for another. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I say good face acting Yeah, because Mirren Matt, like if you watch her face, yeah. when she realizes that 
you know, like, like her expression just kind of just for a second changes yeah. and it's clear. It's like, you know, the realization sinks in and then immediately she puts on the smile again, but it's, yeah. a fa- it's then, you know, it's a facade and yeah. it's, it's, it's a great bit of acting on her part. Um, yeah, she's really good. I mean, yeah. everybody's really good in this, yeah. but yeah, she's yeah. really good in this. Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta admit, I don't think I wrote down who plays Aridin, um, but, um, but the actor who plays Jacob ba- Collins Levy. Okay, yeah, you're you're you've definitely and Baylor took is Lenny Henry. Lenny Henry, the the actor who I totally confused with uh, <laughs> a, a now deceased comedian. <laughs> and his um, sidekick, who we don't get into so much this yeah. episode. I don't think we need to get into her too much this episode because she's more important later. But uh, mm-hmm. Fennec, uh, Baylor's second in command, is Amy Murray. Who is actually a a deaf, a deaf actress, actress? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we'll talk She's more about more her. important. In yeah, future episodes. yeah. Let's let's save that because you're yeah. right. We will talk more about her in future episodes. But um, but Lenny Henry is a, a great actor. The one thing I would say about him is, um, I think around when the show was on, or maybe just just before the show was on, um, the the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power series aired on on Amazon. I'm not going to go into that, but he was in that mm-hmm. um, in a, a very different type of role and such a different character to the point that and I don't remember. I think it was someone. It might have even been Maya, honestly, um, our, our our friend and listener of the podcast, Maya, um, who posted something about um, him playing both roles. Yeah. And that was until I saw that post, I didn't realize it was the same actor. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a different, you know. And so this guy is great performer, yeah. great comedian, his or great great chameleon of of an actor. His character on um, Rings of Power is like this old sort yeah. of eccentric little guy with gray hair, and you know. And he, um, it just you you would not think it was the same performer. You'd think he was. The, the character, the actor playing that role was easily 20 years older than um, than this character Baylor looks. Now, yeah. I have no idea how old Lenny Henry actually is, but, you know, two fantasy roles, um, non-human roles, neither of them are, he's playing a, a human character, um, but, like, like completely different. It's so, yeah, yeah he's such a good actor. Um, um, but here, Baylor is definitely the villain of the series, I would say. And um, and so there's a lot more, um, you know, he's less likable of a character. Yeah, and we get a few hints of Merwin kind of maybe going down that path as well. Because when she's talking to her lady-in-waiting, she's got some big colonizer vibes where she's yeah. talking about wanting to go to alternate worlds and bring the elves, t- science and technology and art to these yeah. uncivilized places. Yeah. And you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, I mean- We know how this goes. <laughs> Merwin is big, yeah. t- is big time flawed. Um, yeah, yeah. But I like that about her because like this character, this show- um, it's four episodes long. Yeah. It, like, like you said, there's just so much. You'd like to spend more time with these characters. There's just not a lot of, and it's a big story they're telling. So there's not a lot of space for sort of nuance and depth yeah. and kind of layers that you you might have on on longer running mm-hmm. series. And so, um, a lot of these characters are really sort of black and white. You yeah. know, um, like. Like, like we like Fjall, but he's definitely, he's like the good guy, you know, same for, um, for Ayla, definitely, you know, like, like, like heroic, um, Whereas Merwin feels like, and and Baylor de- definitely like a villain. You get a little right, bit where yeah. he's like, they'll never accept me as he wants to be emperor. He's like, they'll never accept me because I'm lowborn. Low yeah, yeah, that's about the only real sort of background we get for him. Um, whereas like Merwin really does feel like 
Like there's some tech, there's some depth to her, you know, like she means well, she yeah. studies history, but you know, she's coming from a very sort of high class, privileged, like, yeah, yeah. privileged, um, um, perspective and thinks that, you know, um, what she feels is right clearly has to, like, I know better than these other yeah. people. And, and I think that's what motivates her. And, um, for, this series, that's, that's, I mean, that's actually a good amount of depth, you yeah, know, maybe for other yeah. series it wouldn't be, but for this one it is. For and four so, episodes, yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I like her. She's one of my favorite characters yeah, in this show. Yeah, she's very interesting as well. Um, and, um, and yeah, Mirren Mack, I think is a good performance. She has an interesting look. She's, you know, yeah. she, I mean, very she, elfin looking. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, <laughs> she does look kind of elfin and obviously she can wear those dresses. Like, yeah, you those know, dresses like, are cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they're really cool dresses, but she pulls all of them off yeah. too. Um, and so, um, so yeah, you get a bit of, of, of her story, but like, like where we leave off with her is that, yeah, she's kind of, you said it like one cage for another mm -hmm. and she could potentially be in danger. They, they talk about, um, you know, how long do we have to tolerate her? Yeah. You know, as long as it's, as, well, I forget what he says, as long as it, we convenient, it's convenient or something like basically that her life could potentially right. be in danger. So, um, you know, yeah. Um, and then there's a bit more with, um, Ayla and, and Fjall. We don't have to get into all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're on the run. They, yeah. you know, their boat got them way short of where they were they trying do, to go. They and, do make a vow, you know, yeah. they swear. Blood vow. Yeah. They swear um, on the blade, you know, cause they, um, they're, they're, you know, former enemies, like how, how can we trust each other? And it does feel like from that point on, they're on the same page. Skiing is pretty cool. Yeah. I and mean, it's Michelle Yeoh, you Oscar know. Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 So yeah, basically we find out that, um, I was going to say Michelle Yeoh, that Skiing <laughs> uh -huh. is uh, the last member of the Ghost Tribe. The Ghost Tribe were all poisoned by the Dog Tribe under the King's orders. Uh -huh. um, the, the Dog King. Clan. The Dog Clan. Oh, Tribe Clan, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> under the I previous mean... King's orders. Um, so she's pissed Racist? at- <laughs> Question mark, question mark. Yeah. So she's mad at um, Fuel Hall. Uh -huh. She's um, the former sword master of the Raven Clan. But then when uh, the Lark decided to become the Lark, she yeah. got- Exile. because yeah, yeah. <laughs> so poor Michelle Yo got exiled like her tribe's dead and then she got exiled from another tribe because uh -huh. her one kid decided to go to art school instead of like be a plumber in the family business or yeah. whatever so uh yeah and she's a total badass they want her help because they realize they can't do it alone mm -hmm. and she uh there's a really cool fight scene where she basically <laughs> owns both of them yeah. yeah no she really does um like it's it's yeah, it's she. She really she does like own both of them. Michelle Yeoh is just like a badass, yeah. um, and she kind of proves it in this this sequence. Um, but I love like you know, um, like you know, she totally basically has them both dead to rights, and then yeah. she just kind of like flips the the axe around and gives it back to yeah. Fjall, and 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 basically you know, I, she's like your anger because that's so that is a recurring yeah. thing with him is he does tend to have a temper, and she's yeah. like your anger, you know, um, you have skill, but your anger, you know, um, like I don't know what she says, blinds you or 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 you know causes you to mess up basically messes yeah. him up, and um and she tells um Ayla that she forgot to fight how to fight as a, a clan. Right. Um, she's like, but you guys are good together and we can work with that. Yeah. And, and she beats them just with a scabbard too. Like she yeah. doesn't have the sword because her sword is 
currently being kidnapped yeah. by the well, and that's royal the, family. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's her. That's what they mentioned to her. That's her, her reason to get involved sword, yeah. is she could get her clan sword back, which be, does become a plot point. So, right. so it, you know, it's worth calling out here. Um, but yeah, we don't get a lot of skin in this. Yeah, um, she talks about the the environment changing, like the yeah. sky is different. And, yeah, she's definitely more mystical. She has those little. Um, you know, glyphs on her face, yeah. like the, like the, tattoos and yeah, stuff. like she looks, you know, character wise, she looks really cool. Yeah. I and think. that context actually looked pretty decent uh-huh. with her too. Like, I wonder if they did use some CGI on them because yeah. they don't look quite as fake as sometimes they tend to. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Skian is a, a great character too. You know, like yeah. I think, um, I think these three, well, with one more, which we'll get into <laughs> next episode, um, are the standouts of this group of seven. Yeah. Um, with there, one more, we'll get it. We'll definitely get into. <laughs> there was an interview she did in the press for Blood Origin where she, she said she got to pick the color of her contacts. Oh, okay. They asked her what she wanted and she decided to go with the blue. Hmm. But, um, and then uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, just a random little detail. So at one point, Fial is injured mm-hmm. and he's like sealing up his yeah, injury. And right. was that supposed to be from when they were attacked on the beach? Because if so, again, this timeline's wonky, man. Yeah. Like, how long has he had an open wound that he's just now sealing up? Because at this point, like, the empire has completely risen. So I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't know yeah. when that happened. You're right. That yeah. is a little bit weird. It's a long time. Uh, walking around with just, like, a bleeding wound in your side. Uh, um, and it doesn't seem to stop him because, like, right after that is when he gets in the fight with yeah. Skin, which even though he loses, yeah, like, he, he holds his own. Fight, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so she agrees to go with them. She burns down her house in the yeah. village, which I'm not sure why. <laughs> no. was, it was a cool shop, but like, what was the point of that? Oh. Leave it for those. Oh, there's one other thing that happens is when they're walking through the desert to find her, they come across a band of like refugees and they sing that the, the, the lark is re- uh, recognized by a young pregnant elf. And she's like, oh, I saw you perform at such and such. Continue you sing for us? She's like, I don't do that anymore. I'm <laughs> full <of> angst now. <laughs> and then the girl starts singing the song, which is the second time in the episode we've heard the Black Rose song. So. And the third time we hear it is the credits, <laughs> the credits yeah. which is pretty much after the skin yeah, scene. Yeah, so they get skin and then they go off to do badass things. Yeah. The um, end. And, um, and we get another... Now, now a few things I want to uh, I want to talk about with um, just the episode as a whole. Just a couple real quick yeah. call, like, call outs. One, um, this is a gorgeous show. Mm-hmm. You know, like like was it shot in Iceland? Do you know? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm recording you, and I actually put some flash on. Blinding <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to I was trying to take some behind the scenes content, people, and. Uh, Apparently, my phone had other ideas. Anyway, to answer your question, Tim, uh, yes, this was primarily filmed in Iceland. Iceland they filmed yeah. a lot of it there. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, like, they really make use of the, yeah. the exteriors, the, the location. It's a gorgeous show. There are some shots, like, the. Uh, there's a shot kind of, I, I guess, maybe about halfway through the episode. It's when um, Fjall and... and Ayla are like they first join together and they're walking towards a ship that's going to take them. And there's like, you know, like a sunset and they're on the, like the lights all being reflected on the beach. That's just gorgeous. Um, these kind of shots of them walking to skins, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, in the desert. Yeah. Like, like those are just phenomenal. Um, like it's a beautiful, beautifully shot. I think it's like a black sand beach or something, isn't it? Yeah. There's a black sand beach. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, and, um, 
And so like, that's all just like amazing. So really, really beautiful in my, you know, for, in my mind, just, uh, that really is, works in the show's favor. And then the other thing, and I know you're a fan too, the score yes. is just Oh, we haven't amazing. talked about the score. Yeah. Bear McCreary. Yeah. Can we score. get Bear McCreary oh God, to score so the, like the regular Witcher Please. series too? Ooh, coming from you, that's salty. Cause <laughs> I've said, I've said this stuff in the past and you're well, now you're on board too. No, yeah. no, no. Like, Hey, yeah. I like, I you know, um, Sonia. Um, no, I love Sonia and, and Jonah. Unfortunately, yeah. they only did season one. Yeah. Oh, they, I thought it was Jonah who did season two. No, it was a different guy. Who did season two? Uh, Joseph Trapanese. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you you had the, this down. Um, I knew Sonia didn't, but I thought I thought I no. thought you know he did. All right. Um, I mean, I think he's he's fine too. Yeah. Um, I but, love Bear McCreary. I've loved him for a long time. He did. Um, Outlander, he did Battlestar Galactica. Galactica That's yeah. how most people like came to know him is through Battlestar. He's done God of War, which I haven't, you know, yeah, familiar with, yeah. but people said the music's really great on that one. So Yeah, no, he's done he's done a lot. If you look him up, like his kind of um um filmography is 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 pretty deep and getting him for this is was definitely a, get, a pretty yeah. big get. And yeah, I gotta I gotta wonder why, you know, hopefully he does more Witcher stuff, you yeah. know, like down the line. Um, because, you know, his score is phenomenal. Maybe he'll it's, do the rat spinoff. <laughs> it's very, yeah, maybe. His score is phenomenal. It's very different um, yeah. than what we're used to hearing um, on the the core Witcher series. And then he also, he wrote the this, you know, Black Rose mm-hmm. song. And this version that plays with the credits, you know, um, which is the most kind of produced version is um, Sophia Brown singing over it. And mm-hmm. I think it's just a great version. Now it's, you know, like the song, like I said, it is repetitive. Yeah. It's definitely a bit of an earworm. Oh, I yeah. found we it. the Black Rose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I found it stuck in my head, you know, um, for a couple hours after I watched the episode earlier today. And um, so it's all those things, but it's, you know, it's a it's a pretty great version. Um, I love the score. Yeah, I think it's one of, like, I think even people who are, are um, critical or in hate on the show will like at least acknowledge the score is very good. Mm-hmm. So I think you could say that's pretty universal. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, what do you think of this as like a first episode as a whole? I thought it was pretty good as a first episode. It does like jump around a bit and like mm-hmm. I'm making fun of the timeline a little. But um, yeah, I think it sets everything up really nicely. I think you get enough time with these characters that, you know, you get a, a hint of what everyone's deal is. Mm-hmm. There's some fun banter and some awesome outfits. So yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, I feel like I'm. we're going to have comments as and we I, get later as into we get it, later yeah. as to like you know the my, thing. my opinion might change a little bit from- yeah but you're right as a, like a first introductory episode like if if i didn't know anything about the show if i just someone sent me this episode and said watch this not knowing anything else about it not knowing you know even like what the show's about how many episodes were in this this series and you you told me to watch it i would think it was, it was a pretty good opening episode but i'd be like you know they're they're rushing through the story more than yeah. they need. They're telling more story than they need yeah. to. And that um, becomes a common theme that I'm gonna discuss a lot the in the next yeah. few. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And so I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna leave it there for now, but I mean this is something we're definitely gonna be talking about. Um, you know, because um because it is. It's like, you know, it is an issue with the show. And I think it's apparent even in this first episode, yeah, but not as apparent as in later episodes. Right. And um and yeah, you know, um, I think that's kind of it there is it just it feels like you're rushing through like things that they could maybe give a little bit more time mm-hmm. to sort of 
breathe and and build up. But that all that said, as a whole, um, I think this is a a, a pretty entertaining episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Solid. I definitely wanted to see what came next when I watched it the first time. And um, you know, and I'm you know leaving it off here. I'm excited for for episode two. So I noticed you guys have uh, poured yourself some glasses of this whiskey. I feel like I chose correctly. Yeah, yeah. No, you. Um, this is a really good. I mean, I do too. Yeah, I feel like it's a hit. This is a really good scotch. You know, like you yeah. picked this one out yourself. I did, in, in Edinburgh. So I went to this little store in Edinburgh, and I had gone to a couple different stores and tried grabbed a few from some different shops. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining to the guy kind of what I was looking for, and I had told him I had already gotten one from this region, so I'm looking for something a little smokier. And he recommended this. He gave me a few different ones to try, and this mm-hmm. is the one I wound up going with. I will fully admit that the graphic designer in me did like the label. Uh-huh. And when we pick stuff for the podcast, we do try to pick stuff that we think we can fit in in future episodes. Mm-hmm. So I figured like the celestial theme was something that I could possibly work with. But I also <laughs> really liked the way it tasted too. <laughs> and so, working with it is like, oh, that little <laughs> glowy thing kind of looks like yeah, a star. I mean, I guess I could have done with celestial twins in a future, but I wanted to do it for the first one. Yeah. So so um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this particular company. Okay. Um, this whiskey is interesting because it's a little different from our usual picks in that North Star Spirits is a Glasgow-based independent whiskey bottling company, a family-run business founded in 2016 by Ian Croucher. Now, what exactly is an independent bottling company? Well, what that means is they don't distill the whiskey themselves, but buy casks from different distilleries and bottle them. Independent whiskey bottlers are an important part of the whiskey experience because they're at the forefront of experimentation within the industry. They experiment with casks, maturation periods, and techniques that the distilleries don't have the time to try. This particular whiskey was distilled at the Kalila Distillery in Isla, region of Scotland. And I want you all to take a moment to appreciate my American ass doing both Kalila and Isla in the same sentence. Kalila sounds like yeah. something from Hawaii. First of all, it's spelled, well, actually, I'll just show you the bottle. It's spelled C-A-O-L-I-L-A. And that's... <laughs> that's pronounced Kalila? Kalila. Wow. So, anyway, uh, there are nine active distilleries. I have a bottle of that, actually. Yeah, Kalila? Yeah. Nice. Well, it's a distillery. So there are nine active distilleries on the island of Isla, which measures only 25 by 15 miles or 40 by 24 kilometers. And the industry is... Uh, the whiskey industry is Isla's second largest employer after agriculture. Uh, whiskeys from this region are known for being <laughs> what? Sorry. I'm just kind of shocked that that's not their largest employer. Oh, yeah. I like, was like, why are you laughing? What did I say? That was funny, Sean. No, no. Just like, what the hell else is going on on Isla? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Isla. I guess that's my fault for not researching it further. But like, you know, when I hear Isla, like, yeah. it's fucking scotch. Man. <laughs> it's smoky scotch. Yeah, agriculture, too, apparently. It's, it's Ron Swanson yeah. and, uh, you know, me uh, scotch is adhering scotch, to scotch. what he yeah. believes about how scotch should be drunk <laughs> and spirits in general. Well, Isla whiskeys are typically known for being peaty and smoky. So what do you think, Tim? I know you wanted a peaty and smoky one, and you were sad that our last one wasn't peaty and smoky. Is it peaty and smoky for you? This is pretty peaty and smoky. Like, I've definitely had peatier and smokier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But this is like a good balance. It's like a good sort of... yeah, like smoky finish. Now, I like it. This particular whiskey is an eight year old Kalila that has been bottled by North Star exclusively for the whiskey shop, which is where I bought it. 
It was bottled at 51% ABV, and there were just 566 bottles produced. Um, This particular bottling company seems to do a lot of limited runs. So they'll make whiskeys for a specific, you know, for in this case, it was for this store. I noticed they did one that was for the country of um, Norway for some reason. They just like oh, wow. made a bunch and sent get, them to Norway. Get your pen pal to I know, get her buy one for me. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a specific run that they did for this store. Hmm. And they, all of their whiskeys are come from different distilleries. So not every distillery is off of Isla. They have like different places that they use. And it's not always this distillery. Hmm. So on all the bottles, if you look up their bottles, they'll say on the front of it, like, which distillery it came from in which region. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, seems like you guys like it. Seems like it's a big success. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is... um, Yay, success. You're absolutely right. Um, I was nervous because honestly, like, I'm kind of new to scotches. It wasn't... It's not something I have a lot of experience with prior to doing this podcast. So I I was like, is this good? I hope so. (laughs) I generally, like, for as much as I've been whining a smoky scotch on this... Uh, to to bring one on our podcast, I am not. That's not usually what I drink. Yeah. Um. I'm definitely more um of a a bourbon or rye drinker or Irish whiskeys and um and so scotches are yeah I don't I don't drink a lot of them um so I'm trying to learn more and it's something we're very much aware of because we know um, do a lot of bourbons well but we also but we also know a lot of our we have listeners who are are 100 scotch yeah. like scotch is whiskey for them yeah and and so we don't want to be disrespectful and so um but bear with us because like yeah Valerie and I are not scotch experts so um so you know I, we're learning but we are learning you know like you know we're, we're not as we don't have as much experience with them as other whiskeys um but I think this one is is phenomenal. I mean, I agree. It's probably one of the best I've had. Um, but like I said, for me, it's probably I've had a lot less than I think you probably have, Sean. Um, you, you're over there like you're you, – yeah. like Sean is definitely going through something, listeners. Like he's, he's gotten up a few times, gone to his bar and stared like weirdly – like often like he's pondering. And uh, when I asked him what's up, he said, I'm, I think this might be the best whiskey I've had or the best scotch I've had. So – I'm having a lot of feelings for you. (laughs) Clearly you are. What is going on, Sean? So up to this moment, I won't say up to this moment, up to this evening, Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite scotch has been Highland Park. Yeah. And that is from the island of Orkney. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about the smokier scotches, that's the stuff that comes from Isla. Mm -hmm. That's your Laphroaigs. That's your Lagavulins. That's Mm -hmm. your Cole Islas and things like that. And uh, I'm... I like those, you know, when I'm in the mood for those, but they're not the first thing that I reach for. My favorite scotch, as I said, has been Highland Park, which is from one of the islands. And uh, I like stuff from the islands, uh, from Jura. Yeah, this, uh, I'm surprised to hear that this comes from Isla because mm-hmm. the uh, the peat on it is like really subtle. Yeah. It's not really subtle. No, no. Like, but like you, you definitely feel it. You know, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. You taste it. Like it's there. Yeah. But uh, you definitely taste it. But it's not it. overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, It's not like the center point of like the flavor of it, the way stuff from Isla usually is. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated and confused. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I like it so much. <laughs> and, that, and that's a shame because, like, yeah, it doesn't sound like we'll ever be able to get this whiskey. I mean, again. they do work with these different, yeah. So I'm sure you can get another version of it. I'm sh- they use different distilleries, so I'm sure you can get one from. This oh, distillery. I will travel the ends of the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it might not be this specific run. Yeah, it might be for some other. Maybe it's the Norway run or <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you go on their website, they have a bunch, and they're all gotta, like they use different distilleries. Now we've cracked different. this open. You got to let your pen pal yeah, know. Hey, like, if you can get, if you Norway, find this whiskey, yeah. like like in all serious, not like shape, bring it back or ship it out to us, but like she should at least try. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it's um, good. Yeah, I like I it quite a bit as well. I don't know if we mentioned it. Valerie is a pen pal in Norway, so I beta her fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, she's a she's a <laughs> Witcher fan. Witcher yeah. fan too. Yeah, um, that's what I'm. Alluding that's to. how we met. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, really, really, really um well balanced scotch and um you know to what sean said yeah it's not overbearing like um some sort of peated whiskeys and scotches yeah. like it you know like all it's you like, kind of taste fire. is the smoke yeah <laughs> whereas this you know there's a little fruitiness at the beginning i mean i was getting like a lot um like kind of more dried fruits like like apricot i think and you know oh, we're um, back on this bullshit okay. <laughs> um as well as sort of citrus like that was kind of what i got and but there's also this sort of floral butteriness to it um i don't know i don't like i don't know if you can you can communicate that better than i can sean <laughs> well i did write down some notes from a, a review there's so, some on the bottle so too. this is a review from Whiskey area summer 2022. I'm not like a, sure what that is. There's a touch of cinnamon on the end, too. Yeah. So this one oh. says lemon gold pale sunlight, no beating at this strength. The first impression. Wait, loud I'm and- sorry. So you read aloud without laughing. Lemon gold lemon pale gold. Lemon lemon gold sunlight. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. The first impression loud but and we're clear. We're full of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's not my words. I'm just reading somebody uh-huh. else's nonsense. Okay. Uh, it gets better. Wait for this. The first impression loud and clear is smoked cheese and smoky <laughs> bacon crisps. Beneath this is a carbolic note. Swimming pool foot bath what? and a whiff of salty sea breeze. Where are you getting this? Scary <laughs> <laughs> summer twenty twenty two. The taste is surprisingly sweet and then very smoky. A fine example of the make. I agree with the sweet and smoky swimming part. Pool. <laughs> swimming pool foot bath. So so Might we're drinking a swimming one. pool as well. <laughs> so a bunch of hogs in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say on that bottle? Yeah. With the mild taste the of a wooden post yeah. that has been so, licked by a mule. <laughs> Tasty notes, nose, peated, ooh, I'm gonna mispronounce this. Aniseed? A N I S E E D. Yeah, aniseed. Aniseed with burnt orange slices. Yeah, burnt don't do orange citrus. slices, yeah. Uh, palette, citrusy, soot, and ash. Mm-hmm. Finish, medicinal, salty marmalade. Well, I don't know about that marmalade. Yeah, I don't taste marmalade <laughs> at all. I don't really get the oranges so much, but I, get, I don't I get anything. I'm getting, so, I would, can, we, can we vote to make Valerie drink just because she's so condescending? To <laughs> <laughs> our bullshit. All right, it's time for our first Care Moron uh-huh. of Blood Origin. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think we might be the same. Really? Which mm. I know we say a lot. Hmm. I, I, hmm. I think we might. I mean, like, there's a couple. Like, all right, so my opinion about Care Morons in this yeah. episode is it's tricky because, like, I don't think it's fair, and maybe you disagree. So maybe if you disagree with this, then maybe we're we're not the same. Okay. But I don't think it's fair to pick a care moron um, 
who makes a decision in this episode where if there is going to be bad things mm. as a result of it, don't happen till the end of the series or something like okay. that. And I feel like there's a couple characters that maybe fit that category um, in this episode. Yeah, mine is so, limited to this episode for the yeah. most part. Yeah. yeah. And that's usually how I do it. And so if under that, guys, it kind of rules out like yeah. other people who might make sense. Okay. And so based off of just what happens in this episode – there's really only one good choice, or you could pick the rando choice. There is like a guy who 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 says like you know who mouths off and gets his yeah. ass kicked at by like some guards yeah. in that in that one scene. I don't think you pick that guy though. Do you want to say it on the count of three? Let's see if we're together. See if we have sure. the same one. Okay, All one, right. two, three. Fial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Like yeah, I feel like he is. The absolute best. Lock the choice. damn door, my guy. Yeah. I want to like, hear your. I want to hear it? your argument. I feel like your argument. I feel like we're going to be a hundred percent the same, but I think you'll you'll present it. <laughs> like I said, lock the damn door. Yeah. The palace doesn't have locks. You know it's a forbidden romance. Uh-huh. You know there are consequences. You guys were together. You broke it off for these very reasons, and then you're like, okay, I'm totally going to have sex with this girl, but I'm not going to like make sure that nobody else can barge in while we're in the middle of the act. Yeah. Like, seriously. Seriously? There are no locks in the Elven Palace? Like, come on, man. And, like, you know you're supposed to be guarding her, and you don't think somebody's going to notice that you're not at your post? Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, come on, my dude. Oh, yeah. And then, like, your whole family gets killed. You know, you get banished. Your family is murdered by your girlfriend, yeah. by the way, but with the knife you gave her. Uh-huh. So, well done there. But, yeah, I just, I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Lock the door. This is great life advice for everyone by the way lock the damn door just lock the door <laughs> i love i God, you're the best <laughs> that's a lock good argument the door. Um, but like i love that you didn't you didn't say he's a care moron for actually sleeping yeah. with the, yeah. the, the heart's the, gonna do what the heart's gonna do it's, as long as you don't get caught i'm just thinking i'm just thinking merwin hot you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, man, i'm very much uh you know i'm a little devious whatever but like you can if you can get away with it just don't be stupid don't be stupid don't yeah. be stupid you can yeah. totally do whatever the fuck you want just don't get caught it's not that hard oh so. yeah yeah now here's the interesting thing though like it was totally a stupid decision. Yeah. And I do think he deserves to be a care moron for our care moron for that reason. But if he hadn't done that and gotten banished, yeah. he would have been killed with all the other, yeah, other clan, you know, yeah. clan. And, you know. Would he, though? Because I feel like she likes him. She's got a soft spot for him. Maybe she would have tried to do something to keep him around. That's an interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting. Yeah, I mean, we'll never know. But that's yeah. an interesting thing to, to ponder and consider, yeah. maybe. Um, but he also does other stupid things in the episode you know like come on dude you like how can you be you know like you know um you know ayla really wants that like pendant because it gouged out you know the cousin's cousin's eye you don't protect that any better like keep your fucking temper in control you know um he it costs him like like numerous fights yeah he like even the stuff like you know um when they're when they're when they're trying to find money and he's like he's like oh we don't have any coin and you yeah. know Ayla's like uh duh and basically steal, like steals yeah. off like in like half a second you know like he just he's he 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 kind of goes off and like doesn't think and um, makes like a series of 
kind of hot-headed yeah yeah, i'm not gonna say like those alone would qualify him as like a care moron but like this is not his best hour yeah knowing where the show goes i think he does better as it goes on but in this episode absolutely these decisions he makes leads to bad outcomes for him so yeah i think he he he's the best choice for a care moron for this episode based off of uh, what we know because i think there are other people who make decisions that Long term, we're going to bite them in the ass, but um, but they, they don't lead in this to episode. the downfall of an entire civilization. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they don't in this episode. Yeah. So, um, agree with you. It's, right, it's got to be feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, stone heart, stone headed is more like Ooh, it. Ooh, well done, Tim. So now, though, we are going to segue into a new little segment, new segment, unique, unique for this particular season as we're doing um, Blood Origin, where we're we're going to pick our favorite of um of Merwin's dresses because yeah. they're like fabulous. Now who was this designer again? You it you... was uh Iris Van Herpen. Van Herpen. Now mm-hmm. I'm not a fashion person. I'm not, you know, I know we recently had the 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 Met Gala, right? Like Yeah, that... it was like yesterday. Yeah. And I'm like I, I only knew because I saw a few people tweeting. Um yeah she's a Dutch designer. I I don't know if I got that right at the beginning of the episode because I've had did, like two glasses. You did so. say that. Okay, yeah. yay me. Uh-huh. Good job, Pess Valerie. But yeah <laughs> she's a Dutch fashion designer. Um I, like I don't know anything about you know that sort of world. I don't know anything about her. But we, like when you said her her dresses are kind of architectural, yeah. I kind of see what you mean. And so my favorite dress is one that I think definitely fits that category. And I'm just going to describe. I mean, I don't know how else to to yeah. talk about these other than just describing them. My favorite one in this episode is the one that Merwin wears um, when she is standing in front of the people after she's been crowned Damn. empress. Tim, oh, yeah, that's my pick too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. I just wrote down. Let me let me. I even wrote down um, talking about it. Like before, I even knew we were going to do this yeah. as a section. So just taking my notes, I wrote down. Um, oh, I wrote down love Merwin in the face paint with the. <laughs> I, oh, okay. I wrote down ah Merwin's blue dress. I'm like, eye makeup's not bad either. So like that, like you know. Yeah. The fact that like something fashion-wise, um, costume-wise struck me enough to make a note of. Like you probably do that sort of stuff yeah. a lot. I don't, you yeah. know, and you know that. Like yeah. you know, we've been doing this long enough. You know what I I tend to react to. So the fact that that one stood out to me, it's just amazing. It's a very you know cool dress. like everything from the crown. Yeah, that fucking eye makeup kills. Yeah, yeah, I'm a blue eye makeup I, aficionado, I know, and I'm wearing some that. right now in gonna, honor of our girl. I was, I, was I, say, I took a screenshot of it. Almost as good as yours, you know? uh, because I know how to do that. Netflix, ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I almost thought about like trying to duplicate the look, but I had to go to work today, and that would have been a little too much for the office uh, to show up with like. Not full, if you wore the crown crazy. as well. I know, just go the, the crown balances it out. Yeah, <laughs> so too. But yeah, uh-huh. it's a cool look. It's a cool look, and it's like. You know, uh, like like you said, like architectural. Like she yeah. she puts out her arms and mm-hmm. it kind of forms this sort of like almost like a fan, wing-like. almost yeah, yeah a like fan, a wing like fan. Yeah, um, it's just it's fabulous. And I think part of it is Marin Mac just looks great in blue. Yeah, I yeah. think that's just a good color on her. Um, 
but it's not an easy choice. Like her, her, her costume prior to that with the, the face makeup is really fabulous too. That one, I don't even know how to describe it with There's the There's one little... that's kind of gauzy and like ropey. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one is like really amazing as well. They all have uh, a very interesting structural element, which mm-hmm. is this designer's whole thing. Yeah. She plays with architecture and like structure yeah. and yeah. And it's a mix of like architecture and hot couture. Hot couture. I can never yeah. say it right. <laughs> yeah, that's in- but that is interesting. I mean, I obviously it's my favorite. I I think it's cool that it's yours as well. But like, there could have been other like. Whereas yeah. like Care Moron, I felt like for sure yeah, was going to be the same. One, yeah. This one, I would have you know, I would have guessed we maybe would be different. So um, no, I really kind of- like that one. The color was great too because a yeah. lot of her other stuff. I mean, she has some other colors, but this color is very stunning. Like yeah. her other stuff is a little more muted, and this uh-huh. one's like boom. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, um, so great job, yeah. um, with the design, great job, you know, like, like I'm just, I think it's kind of cool that they took that approach with, um, Merwin in general, you know, yeah. like, like giving her this sort of high fashion, mm-hmm. um, kind of look. And, and the weird thing is it works. It doesn't yeah. seem at odds with this. Oh yeah. World. She's like a princess and then an empress. Like yeah. it totally makes sense that she'd yeah. have all this crazy stuff and yeah, they're elves. So it's a, it's got that unrealistic fantasy yeah, aspect to yeah, it yeah yeah it, it works you might not it might have i might not have um thought that if i was like like involved with the development of the show and they said oh we're gonna bring in this high fashion designer to do yeah. like this one character's dresses but yeah it does really seem to work <laughs> we got like half a bottle i know we still it's have quite a bit of left yeah but it's a it's it's i mean we've had stronger whiskeys but this is not you know I mean, this is a, a decently strong whiskey. Yeah, so I think good. we're, for only having half of it, I think we're all filling it a little bit. So, <laughs> so it's probably- I was, I was definitely uh, sparing with my pores, so. Uh, yeah. I checked at some point, but I forget what the uh, the ABV is. It's I a little over 100 proof. At one proof. point, yeah. It was like 51. 51%. Yeah. 102 proof. That's a, a few things are number. coming into focus for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> yeah. I think, so it's probably time to call it Peace a night. Peace out. <laughs> but, okay, guys. Hey, guys. We're, 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 we're one-fourth of the way through Blood Origins. <laughs> this is such a quick season compared to what we just did. Oh, my God. Four uh, episodes. You know, when when the spoiler alert, when the four episodes were announced, we are like, oh, man. And now, right now, I'm like, yeah, four episodes. This is great. Uh, so we'll, um, we'll see you in a week for episode two. Episode two. Thanks, Until then, everybody. Be great to each other, and we'll see you, Valerie. On the path. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Whiskey with Witcher is a Malcontent Media production by Tim Beadle and Valerie Petrarca. Our producer is Sean Farina. For updates, picks, and behind-the-scenes shenanigans, follow us on Twitter at WhiskeyWitcher and on Instagram at WhiskeyWithWitcher. Want to ask us a question, share your Yenskier fanfic, or recommend a good whiskey? Email us at WhiskeyWithWitcher at Malcontent.media or join the Whiskey with Witcher Discord. You can find the link at the top of our Twitter and Instagram accounts. Who knows? We might even share your comments on the podcast. Finally, if you like what you've heard, please toss us a proverbial coin by rating and reviewing this show on Apple Podcasts and subscribing wherever podcasts are downloaded. Cheers! I guess I should take notes. Unless we're just going to ace this one, gang. We might. (laughs) Who knows? I'll take notes.